Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Good morning and welcome to Breakfast Business and thank you to Eamon Torsney. It is Monday the 8th of January at 6.31. Coming up on today's show we'll be talking about the latest house price survey with Conal McQuilla and we'll be looking at Irish technology startup Swoop founded by Albert Reynolds' daughter and all the markets as usual. You can email us, business at newstalk.com. But first, let's have a look at the main international business stories in the newspapers and websites with our good friend of the show, Russ Mould, the Director of Research at AJ Bell. Good morning, Russ. Good morning to you, Joe. All well, I hope. I'm very well. Are you doing dry January, Russ? I am. You are. So am I. So I've not uh, cracked yet either. <laughs> I haven't cracked yet. Does that mean that you're eating a lot more vegetables than you otherwise would? I, I'm, I generally try and be pretty good on the five a day, to be honest with you. So that's not too much. That's not five too pints much a, a day. No, 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 no. I, I know that the limit is what's it, fourteen units a week, isn't it? I think my um, my, uh, my 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 uh, my doctor told me last year when I did the did the annual health yeah. survey that my company kindly pays for. So I, I do try and all right. Stay vaguely close well, to that. Yeah. Best of luck with it, and um, I'm going to stick Thank with you. hopefully for another. And you too. I'm already counting down the days. It's twenty whatever two days left yeah. to do. Anyway, the Washington Post uh, has a story that everybody's talking about. It's about Boeing and the frightening images that we saw of of, of a side of the plane blowing out midair. This is scary stuff. It was an Alaska Airlines flight on Friday, and uh, I'm not an expert on aeroplane construction, but looking at this. It's a mid-cabin door plug that's come out, not an actual exit, which is uses an exit panel. So it wasn't actually a wall, but it, it came loose. It blew out, forcing an emergency landing. Thankfully, the plane hadn't reached cruising altitude. Everybody was in their seatbelt. Nobody was sat next to this section that came out. So everybody landed safely, but understandably, the airlines who use this particular plane, it's a Boeing 737 MAX 9, the airlines have grounded it pending checks. The Federal Air Administration in the USA has demanded the same anyway. Um, and so there's now going to be a, a, a further process of checks. The plane was only two months old, which I guess is the slight concern, uh, or a big concern, I should say. And for Boeing, it's another major blow with regard to the 737 plane. Remember, there were two horrible crashes in 2018 and 19 that, that killed everybody on board. There's since been a litany of electrical faults, problems with the rudder, um, and all of which led to, to grounding, some of which led to groundings of various lengths. Uh, and so Boeing now is going to have to go back and have a proper look, at, another proper look at this plane, and that could clearly make it difficult for the company to meet its um, shipment targets for this year. And I'm sure some of its airline customers are thinking very carefully about which planes to use going yeah, forward. Yes, I contacted Boeing at the weekend, and they... Uh quote, respectfully declined my offer to come on the show, needless to say. Uh, yeah. They're lying low while they test these planes. Yeah. Um, Ryanair is their biggest single customer and uh, they have ordered a, a slew of 737 uh, aircraft which won't be delivered until 2027 so they won't be affected. But no, it a is, different vessel, correct. Uh, but it is a, it is a worry for uh, Boeing customers and for Boeing. Uh, of course, Airbus will be probably loving this quietly and uh, not that they would say that in public. <laughs> No, no, they wouldn't. And also, I guess that the thing is that Airbus have already got massive order backlogs, which will be committed to customers. So, how quickly they'll be able to capitalise on that will be will, will be difficult. But I'm sure that'll be um, they'll be ringing a few people up. I should think. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, Donald McNamee in the Business Post has a story about the Winklevoss twins and cryptocurrency, or Winklevi as they were called in the, in the movie. <laughs> yes, that was a movie about Facebook, wasn't it? I That's think. right. Yes, and the social um, so network. The, so the the Winklevi or Vosses have, have set up Gemini, which is the cryptocurrency exchange and they're European based for that 
is Dublin, mm. and they chose that as of last May. But they're now saying that the Irish Department of Finance is dragging its feet and being too strict with them on regulations. This is part of a wider EU regulatory regime that came in a couple of years ago which on crypto, but it does give local financial authorities a bit of scope to interpret the rules as they wish, um, the number of uh, rules that they employ and how quickly they require regulatory clearance. Now, in theory, Gemini has got 18 months in Europe, in the EU. Uh, Ireland is requesting a 12-month application process uh, and speeding the whole thing up. And Gemini said, well, they need more time. And if the Irish don't, Irish regulator doesn't cut them more slack, then they may move to another European jurisdiction. So again, I guess there are two issues here. One, to what degree do European countries want to get involved in a sort of regulatory race to the bottom? And two, cryptocurrency regulation is itself fascinating in that when crypto first started, one of the reasons that crypto fans loved it so much was that it was unregulated. And now after a series of scandals, frauds, and heaven knows what else, they're now suggesting that regulation would be a good thing because it will give people more faith in crypto as a potential investment opportunity. Mm, mm. Who would mess with go- two guys that are six foot five? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the regulator might win this one, though. They, they absolutely might. Um, let's move on to the Financial Times. It has a, an interview with the boss of Euronext uh, in Ireland. And we interviewed Daryl uh, two months ago on the show as well about a spate of delistings from the Dublin Stock Exchange. Yeah, this is a stick that's been used to beat the London Stock Exchange for some time, and now the Irish Stock Exchange is encountering a similar difficulty, albeit perhaps for slightly different reasons. Here, Mr Burns railing against stamp duty on share transactions in Ireland, which runs at 1%, but is 0% if you have a listing in Dublin and in America. So you have a lot of companies who are either looking for dual listings or indeed are just upping sticks and leaving Dublin altogether. Some have actually moved to London, intriguingly, but a lot more are moving to America, whether that's CRH, Flutter, or own Paddy Power, mm. or Smurfit Kappa. Um, and they're, leaders, they're global leaders in their field. So it's obviously um, London isn't happy to see people, uh, companies bleeding away. Ireland definitely isn't. And Mr. Byrne is now calling upon, um, for, calling for changes to the Irish stamp duty regime. It's 1% in Ireland, it's half percent in the UK, 0.3% in France. Uh, and he's saying this needs to change or, or more companies will leave. I guess from a public perspective, some will say, actually, we, we quite like this because it raises half a billion euros in tax. Thank you very much. And another counter argument would be, well, we don't want the, you know, the, sort of the stock market tail to be wagging the economic dog, as it were. We don't want the economy to be excessively financialised. Yeah, it's, it's something that, w- that will have to be watched very carefully because yeah. otherwise um, uh, Dublin's uh, Stock Exchange or the Euronext Ireland will cease to matter uh, on, in, in terms yes. of flotations. Um, a, a good, interesting mix on Friday uh, of uh, economic data, US jobs numbers, Eurozone inflation. Uh, everyone's back to work today, I suspect, so um, we'll be digesting a lot of stuff. Yeah, and I think this all comes back to, you know, we, we had a tremendous run in, in share and actually bond markets at the end of last year, not just down to the traditional Santa rally, but because markets became increasingly convinced that we get a soft economic landing, a cooling in inflation, and that those two things would allow central banks in Europe, UK, America, to pivot to cutting interest rates after two years of jacking them up at really pretty rapid speed. And if you look at current market expectations, they thought the Fed to start cutting interest rates in March. Russ, that's a pity. European and, Central Bank. All right. Well, Russ, I think we got the, the gist of what you're saying, but unfortunately the signal died a bit. Thank you so much, Russ. Have a great rest of the week. That is Russ Mould from AJ Bell. Back in a moment with the latest house price survey from myhome.i. 
Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.